News Talk 1070 KHMO presents On the Mark with Mark Hespin. News Talk 1070 KHMO presents On the Mark with Mark Hespin. On the Mark is powered by Cunis Country Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area at 221 North 36th Street, Quincy. Faith, family, and giving back. That's Cunis Country. And now, here's Mark Hespin. Good morning, Tri-States, and wherever you may be listening on the News Talk 1070 KHMO app. This is On the Mark. I am Mark Hespin, brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the Tri-State area, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. Faith, family, giving back. That's Cunis Honda Hyundai. Tell them Mark sent you. Welcome on into episode 131 of On the Mark. Uh, this is on this Saturday, April 16th. Thank you so much for making me a part of your Saturday morning. Uh, we got a lively show for you this morning. A show that is very, very, very NBA heavy. Uh, we are going to break down the Eastern Conference playoffs. We'll take a break. We'll break down the Western Conference playoffs. Uh, and then at the very end of the show, I want to go through um, of course, we'll have a little NFL topic in between. But at the very end of the show, I want to go through and talk about the teams that didn't make the playoffs, kind of where they're at, what their futures look like, how um, quickly can these teams either improve or, or bounce back, or do they need to start over? Uh, give a little love and uh, and and talk a, a little Lakers. That's for sure. Uh, as uh, as you can imagine, I'm alluding to the Lakers heavily uh, in that uh, in that uh, little tease there about the, what we're going to be talking about at the end of the show. So busy show, jam packed, lots to get to. Thank you so much for joining us. Whether it's on the Facebook Live, search on the Mark K Chimo on Facebook to join us there. You can follow me on Twitter at Mark Hespen, M A R K H E S P E N, or whether you're just listening to the K Chimo app or uh, on 1070 a.m. on the dial. We appreciate you joining us here on this uh, Easter weekend. And so let's jump into it. NBA Eastern Conference playoffs. Uh, that is Hespin headline number one. Hespin's headlines on the mark. All right, let's look at the Eastern Conference playoff picture. We now know uh, the playing games are done. They're over. I'll say this about the playing games. Everyone wants to have a strong opinion on them. Listen, I, I think for the most part, it's fun. It's a little different. Um, it's a way to give some shine to some of these teams I think are probably going to end up getting pretty routed in the first round anyways. I don't really feel strongly about Atlanta having a chance uh, or uh, or uh, the Pelicans having a chance to go far. So they get their little moment. Minnesota got their little moment. They haven't had a moment like that in a long time. Uh, you know, it's great that Minnesota, a team like Minnesota, eventually can make the playoffs in this long, long rebuild of, of trying to get Minnesota basketball back. Um, so they get that kind of moment that, hey, you win and you're in. Uh, I, I didn't love that people were being too critical of the, of the Timberwolves and their fans celebrating. I think you should celebrate it. Uh, you, you technically won a playoff series, uh, you know, in the sense you, you made it in. And that is huge for a, a franchise like Minnesota. So um, overall, I like it. I think um, it'll take another couple years. We'll see how it goes through this CBA. Uh, will they eventually change it? 
possibly. Um, but I certainly think it is interesting as of right now, and uh, and it does create urgency. Those were must-watch games, and for the most part, uh, all pretty fun to watch as well. Uh, I also, I mean, it is unfair that you have, you, you know, basically these teams, if you get in the eighth seed, you're going through two high-intensity playoff games to then get the one seed, uh, it, it, it's tough. It's it's going to be a real tough slog. But uh, who knows? Maybe they have built some momentum and the teams that have all, had all this time off got a little frozen, got a little tight. Uh, so we'll see. We'll, we'll get we'll get a, a real look at it this weekend. All right, let's jump into it. Eastern Conference playoffs. I want to start with the what to me is the most fascinating series in the Eastern Conference playoffs. That's the number four seed, the 76ers, versus the number five seed in the Toronto Raptors. Now, I think one of the key things to this matchup and what makes it so fun is this is probably the best coaching matchup that we're going to get in the first round of the playoffs. Doc Rivers, Nick Nurse, the doctor versus the nurse. Uh, it is uh, two uh, coaches that have won championships, two coaches that are uh, still very high, highly thought of in their profession, uh, two coaches that have um, the backing of the fan base, the backing of the organization. And I think one of the things uh, to to remember when you're talking about uh, that is you're going to get some coaching uh, coaches who are coaching in the playoffs who probably are going to get fired, and um, and these are two guys that are not. That's not going to happen. Now I do think there's more pressure on Doc obviously than Nick Nurse. It's been a long time since Doc won that title with Boston. Uh, they have the bigger star power. They're in the bigger American market, a market that is notoriously tough, uh, whether it's football, basketball, baseball, hockey, if fan bases are, are brutal, they're tough. And so I do think that is an added pressure on Doc Rivers uh, and, the, and, and the 76ers to get uh, the win in this series, where a guy like Nick Nurse, he's a coach for life right now in Toronto. And what he has gotten out of this Toronto team, you know, missing uh, Van Fleet for a large portion of the year, uh, and having to deal with other injuries and uh, being in a in a in a tough market uh, like like Toronto is uh, to you know grow NBA stars to keep NBA stars uh, what he's done with Pascal Siakam and his development is nothing short of uh, of almost you know he's he, Pascal Siakam and his growth he, he, we talk we would talk about it a lot more if we didn't have Giannis Antetokounmpo in the league because he is in a lot of ways. A B version of Giannis, and uh, he's not as good as Giannis, um, uh, but he's still slighter in the frame. He doesn't have the freakish wingspan and size that Giannis does. He's a very good player with a very unique game, and they play great team basketball. I mean, the, obviously one of one of the other storylines that I think is going to be have to is going to have to be a factor, especially if Toronto can win a game or two in Philly in games one and two is that the Philadelphia 76ers will not have their best defender, Thibault, uh, in Toronto because of their vaccination laws. Thibault is not uh, fully vaxxed. So that will be a factor when you talk about uh, the 76ers going up north and playing in Toronto. I actually am going to go out on a limb here, and I'm going to pick the Raptors to win this series. I think they're playing 
a really great brand of basketball right now, a team version of basketball. They know who their go-to guy is with Pascal Siakam. Uh, Harden notoriously has struggled in the playoffs in his career. Uh, the 76ers have kind of backed into the playoffs. There was a time where thought looked like the 76ers were going to be a two-seed or even battling for the one-seed uh, and have really kind of struggled down the, down the stretch here and uh, p- putting together wins. I love Joel Embiid. I, I think, I mean, obviously, uh, Maxi, the point guard for Philadelphia, has really showed up. Uh, Tobias Harris, they have a lot of the big names, the names you know. And so I think you're going to see a lot of people easily saying, oh, Philly, Philly, Philly. But I got to be honest, I think Toronto plays better team basketball. And in a long series, and I think this will be a long series, I think that's going to matter. I think Pascal Siakam is a star. I think they have good pieces around him. Uh, and uh, Trent Jr. Uh, obviously can can score as well. Um, I, I like Toronto. I think they have. I think they have uh, an advantage with. Uh, they're playing with house money. I think that they have the advantage uh, when they're at home because of the vaccination status of some of the uh, 76ers players. And I think there is the mo- the team with the most pressure on them in the Eastern Conference is Philadelphia from their fan base, from the expectations, from the James Harden trade. And I just don't trust James Harden in the playoffs. I'm I, I'm calling the upset. It is the biggest upset I think that's going to happen uh, in the first round uh, on both the Eastern and the Western Conference. I'll put my neck out there. I'll go with Toronto in seven uh, uh, games to beat uh, Philadelphia. I think it's a long series. I think it's a it's a bloody knuckles uh, back and forth. I think Toronto uh, will find a way to win this series though, because if it goes to Game Seven in Philly. I think the 76ers will be really tight, and Toronto at that point in time will be playing with all the house money. Uh, I like the uh, I like the Raptors to take this in seven. Uh, let's go through a couple of the other series. I think are going to move pretty quickly. Listen, I'm very excited to watch my Bulls play playoff basketball. The Chicago Bulls and the NBA are better when the Bulls are relevant, when they're in the playoffs, and when they're competing. Now, uh, this is going to be, I think, a, a much tougher series than a lot of the experts are predicting. A lot of people are talking about a Milwaukee sweep or Milwaukee in five. I think Milwaukee wins in six. I think the Bulls at home will win uh, a couple games. I think they're going to, they'll fall down 0-2. They'll come back to Chicago. They'll get a couple wins. Uh, and then Milwaukee will take care of them, dratch it up the series and win it in six. And uh, after being tied 2-2. I think you're going to see one of the main reasons why I feel that um, Milwaukee will slip in games, you know, three and four, and the Bulls you make it a competitive series is not because Milwaukee is bad. I think Milwaukee is going to win the NBA championship. I've said that for weeks now, but I think this is a Bulls team that has scoring and that has people like DeMar DeRozan who have really been there. He's been in these big moments in these playoff games. And then you have two guys in Vucevic and Levine who have been starved their whole careers for a chance to play in the playoffs. And I think you're going to see them take advantage of the opportunity. I think there's going to be a Zach Levine go-off game at home, uh, and that'll lead to a Bulls victory. And I think Vooch, as much as he has struggled, will have a moment or two in this series to help the Bulls win a home game. And then they'll, you know, the series will go back to Toronto, and they'll take care of it. Uh, I, I like the Bulls uh, to win a couple games, 
But give me the Bucks to win the series in a in what will be a hard fought series. I, I don't think you know. There's maybe only one or two of them will be blowouts for Milwaukee. And if the Bulls win two games, they'll be close wins. I, I, they're not blowing out Milwaukee. But uh, I, I think the energy in the United Center. Bulls home playoff game. Levine first playoff series. Uh, you know he wants to earn that big contract in the off season. Uh, this is his opportunity to go out and show that you know what. Um, when push comes to shove, we're going to go toe to toe and push the eventual NBA champions uh, to six games. Uh, and so uh, uh, that's my prediction for the Bulls. It, it, if it could get ugly. It very well could get ugly. I'm prepared for that as a Bulls fan. Uh, but I think the Bulls do get a couple wins. Uh, Boston, Brooklyn, I think this is um, – listen, 76ers-Raptors doesn't have the appeal that Boston-Brooklyn has. But I think 76ers-Raptors will be the best series. I think the Boston-Brooklyn could also go seven games and also be an all-timer. Um but I, and I think people will eventually say, oh, Boston Brooklyn was the best series. But I think basketball wise, uh, I'm more fascinated by 76ers Raptors just with the matchups with, uh, Harden and, and the all, and, and all his failings in the postseason. Um, so Boston Brooklyn. <laughs> Excuse me. Holy smokes. Uh, I knew that was coming. I could feel it. Um, Katie, Kyrie, Ben Simmons. It, we, it does seem as though Ben Simmons is going to get some minutes in this series. That makes this series must watch, especially in the first couple games to see how Boston and reacts to that and how the, the, the Nets actually use Ben Simmons. There's going to be moments where Ben Simmons is left completely wide open. And how does Ben Simmons respond to that? It's going to be a fascinating part of this series as the series goes on. I think it's a long series. I think it's a six or seven game series. But I think overall, Boston is the better team. Uh, Jason Tatum has been playing out of his mind. I think Jason Tatum is one of the few guys in the NBA who when you look at it, you can go, okay, yeah, I get it. The Nets have KD. But... The Celtics have Jason Tatum. He is 1B. He is a, a very similar version to Kevin Durant. Not as long, not as tall, not as an elite scorer, uh, but he can negate a lot of what Kevin Durant does on the offensive end uh, for Brooklyn on the, with his own offense uh, on the other end for the Celtics. I Obviously, I uh, think that Al Horford's been in a bunch of big moments in the playoffs. I think he's going to be a lot for Brooklyn to handle uh, defensively. Marcus Smart always seems to step up and be really annoying. I think he's going to uh, keep Kyrie in check for at least a game or two uh, and not let Kyrie go off-off. And the Nets need it. The Nets are going to need Katie and Kyrie every single game to combine for 60-plus points to really, I think, win this series. And I just don't see that happening in four games versus a Boston team that is extremely good on the defensive end. Uh, they could be getting uh, their center back. Um, and even if they don't get Williams back, they have Al Horford, they have Daniel Tice, and they have length with Jason Tatum as well in the wing to, uh, to give Kevin Durant problems. It could go either way. Listen, I, I, I'm I'm picking against the Nets, and I'm picking against the 76ers. 
Um, we could be here in a week from now, and that could be very different outcomes. I'm willing to uh, – I'm, I'm, I'm understanding of that. But everything that I see going into the going into this playoff series – I like this. I like the Raptors, and I like the the Celtics to take care of Brooklyn and the 76ers. The final uh, NBA Eastern Conference playoff series: the number one Heat versus number eight Atlanta. Don't overthink this. The Heat are very good defensively. Um, the Heat have uh, a Bam Adebayo, which is a perfect matchup for Clint Capella. They're very similar players. Uh, they'll negate each other, and then Atlanta has no one to deal with Jimmy Butler. Uh, and I think that Kyle Lowry is going to make it really tough on Trey Young. Kyle Lowry is a physical veteran guard who's going to, you know, lean on Trey Young, those slight elbows here and there, make it really physical. And Trey Young's going to uh, end up, you know, getting himself a game, a win. I, I would hard be hard pressed to say two. There will be one game where Trey Young just goes off, and, and Atlanta probably wins. I don't think it's a sweep for Miami, uh, but but don't overthink it. Lowry, Hero, and then there's a huge coaching mismatch in this game. Eric Spolster is one of the best coaches in the NBA. You could argue one of the best coaches in NBA history. Uh, I'm comfortable having arguments like that, and um, and I, I I think Miami takes care of Atlanta pretty easily. Well rested. Atlanta went through the play-in tournament, and uh, they'll dispatch of uh, Miami will dispatch of Atlanta pretty easily. You're listening on the Mark News Talk 1070 KHMO, the KHMO app, brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. Faith, family, giving back. That's Cunis Honda Hyundai. When we come back, we will jump into Hesman headline number two, break down the four Western Conference playoff series. Injury is the biggest thing to talk about. Uh, with Dallas Maverick uh, star Luka Doncic uh, in the Western Conference. That is the thing to keep the eye out for. Um, but otherwise, uh, we stick around. Don't go anywhere. We'll talk Western Conference playoffs when we come back. Live and local in America's News Talk 1070 KMO and the KMO app. It's on the mark. <laughs> back then, we'd spend nights in front of the boob tube. We'd take our same seats, smoke cigarettes, and watch until the station played. We all smoked in those days. If that was you then, get your lungs screened now. Surviving lung cancer starts with a scan. Learn more at ScreenYourLungs.org. This PSA was made possible by industry funding and guidance from lung cancer patient groups. KHMO and the free KHMO mobile app. Welcome on back to On the Mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. Brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai. Uh, over 3,000 new and used vehicles to choose from. When you're shopping with Cunis Honda Hyundai, you're shopping with the entire automotive group known as Cunis. Uh, they have a giant network of dealers that can find you exactly what you're looking for. I've told this story countless times. That's how I found my truck through Cunis Honda Hyundai. Shop online, CunisHonda.com, CunisHyundai.com, CunisQuincy.com, or just go into the dealership. Find one of their incredible salespeople and just tell them, this is exactly what I'm looking for. Go find it for me and get me a great deal on it. They'll get it done. Cunis Honda Hyundai. Tell them Mark sent you, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. All right, Hespin headline number two. We got to jump into it. Hespin's headlines on the mark. All right, let's talk about the Western Conference playoffs. We got four series. I, again, have at least one upset in the Western Conference first round. But I think a lot of these series are very um, – 
weighted heavily towards the star power that is in the Western Conference. So let's start with Phoenix versus New Orleans, the one versus eight. Listen, New Orleans is a fun story. And when you watch New Orleans in these playoff games, all I keep thinking to myself is, man, if New Orleans just had like one more player who was physical and and, uh, and could just get a basket down low, man, would they be special. And I laugh, I'm like, they have that guy, his name's Zion, he's just not playing. And he's just been injured for the first three years of his career. Uh, so New Orleans with C.J. McCullough, with Brandon Ingram, Valchunas, I mean, they've built a really solid core. And if New Orleans can can get Zion in shape and healthy, this could be a team next year that takes a real leap. If Zion can play 70-plus games next year with Ingram and McCullum, this New Orleans team could be one of those teams that's actually more of like a four, five, six seed in the in the Western Conference um, with with uh, real potential to win a playoff series. This is not it. This Phoenix team is legit. A great head coach. Chris Paul uh, is uh, one of the best point guards in NBA history, and he's having a fantastic season. Devin Booker is a threat to score from anywhere on the court. Aiton is one of the best bigs in the league. And Bridges is a fantastic wing defender who can shoot the three. He's abnormally long. He can defend. He can, uh, and he can get to the basket as well. Um, I, you know, I, listen, I, I love Phoenix. They're great. I think they are a team that is, is destined to find themselves back in an NBA finals this year. Um, so I'll take, I'll take the Phoenix over New Orleans. Will I predict sweep? Yeah, I could see a sweep. I can see a sweep. I think this Phoenix team coming off after that uh, the the championship loss last year, they've been really focused. They've been the best team in the league all year. I think they'll take care of a New Orleans team that uh, they feel like they've already won their championship by getting in uh, into that eighth seed. Uh, I like Phoenix big over New Orleans. Number two, Memphis versus number seven, Timberwolves. This, to me, is the fun series to watch in the Western Conference playoffs. Because you have a bunch of young stars. John Morant, Jaron Jackson, Brooks for Memphis. And then finally, the Timberwolves have found a way to make Carl Anthony Towns in this kind of uh, rebuild that's been taking years and years and years to kind of click together and mesh. Anthony Edwards Jr., Ant is terrific. You, you probably haven't watched him play. Second-year player. Uh, it was he, he, He's explosive. He reminds you a little bit of Dwayne Wade, but he can shoot a little bit more. He's physical. He plays with extreme passion and energy. Uh, he complements D'Angelo Russell and Cat really, really well. Russell played extremely good for them and big for them uh, in their in their opening round uh, in their in these play-in games. I, I, I really like uh, I really like the Timberwolves to win a game or two. I think this is a Timberwolves team uh, that could that could steal one or two games at home. I think it's just like a six-game series. Memphis will eventually win. I think Memphis is better coached, and they have the best player in this series in John Morant. And John Morant is one of those guys that um, I'm not trying to say we need to like crown John Morant already. Uh, I remember last week I was talking about how I don't think John Morant should be a legitimate MVP candidate. But I'll just say this with John Morant. He is poised to have his moment. He really is poised to have a, a, a playoff series moment. Think young Derrick Rose uh, leading that Bulls team uh, to the Easter Conference Finals against uh, LeBron James. 
this is a this is setting up very much for a moment like that for John Moran. I think he will have a huge series. I think he will single handedly win a, a two or three games for Memphis. Um, him and Jaron Jackson Jr. complement each other so well on the court. I like Memphis to take care of Minnesota, but I think it's a longer series than you think. I think this could go six games, and it'd be absolutely a blast to watch. Uh, it'll be a lot of fun, a lot of athleticism, young players all very hungry, all to make their mark. And, you know, I will say this. If Carl Anthony Towns can play big, that alone will force this series to go six games because I don't really think, um, besides Steven Adams, you know, the Grizzlies have anyone who can really deal with Carl Anthony Towns on the wing and down low. All right, um, I'll take Memphis. Uh, Warriors Nuggets, don't overthink this. As much as I love Jokic, I've said it on Twitter over and over again, he is my favorite player in the NBA that's not in a Bulls jersey. The dude is incredible. What he does at his size with his passing ability, his vision, um, the way he moves is unlike anything you you really have seen before. He's probably going to win his second MVP. Uh, he is quickly becoming, I think, one of the top 50 NBA players of all time. And his stardom, I mean, he's just still entering his prime. And if and if Denver can find get Murray back and add some more pieces around him continually, he's going to have an incredible career. And I think eventually could win a championship a la Dirk Nowitzki, how he won his championship uh, that one year. If they, if they just put the pieces together around him, I don't think this is that year. They've been too beat up all year. Listen, they have Gordon. They have Burton. Um, they have other guys who can help out and score. But this is a Golden State Warriors team that is extremely, extremely experienced. I think Clay Thompson is very much ready to have kind of a breakout welcome on back party. He has struggled since coming on back. I think part of that is because Poole and Looney and some of the other guys that they have really stepped up in Clay's absence. And that's great. But then when you try to get Clay back in there and, and how it all meshes, Steph Curry alone will will take care of this series. Uh, you know, him and Jokic kind of balance each other out. And then the rest of the weight goes to Golden State. I also think uh, they have a coaching mismatch as well uh, with uh, uh, with Steve Kerr. I, I love Steve Kerr. I love Golden State in this. I think Denver wins the game, maybe two. I think this could go six because Jokic is that good. But I think the series will be controlled by Golden State for the most part. And then finally, I'm calling upset Mavs versus Jazz, the 4-5, the 4 Mavs versus the 5 Jazz. And it's all because of Luka. Listen, this Mavs team has other players, right? They got Brunson, uh, Bullock, and Powell. But without Luka, I mean, they are, they're just dead in the water. They're not competing with the Jazz. The Jazz have a coaching mismatch. Quinn Snyder is one of the best coaches in the NBA. They have uh, Conley, Mitchell, Gobert, Bogdanovich. I mean, guys who are all legit uh, scorers in the NBA. Uh, Gobert is still one of the best defensive players, one of the most underrated players in the league. I think the Jazz will take care of the Mavs. I mean, Lucas out game one. So you're already going to have... The Mavs, I think, losing home court advantage. The Jazz will take it and kind of run with it. Um, I think the the Mavs will go down 0-2. They'll force Luka back to come back in, in Utah. Uh, he'll, he won't be 100% himself. The Jazz could go up 3 nothing. 
uh, and and honestly, maybe sweep this series. I, I think the Jazz make easy work of the Mavs because of that Cavs trade. And it sucks for the Cavs because they're a 50-win team. Luka was really putting it together. Um, but I think it's going to be another underwhelming end to a uh, early part of Luka Doncic's career. Now, listen, his career still got a decade of greatness in front of him. If he can commit to keeping his body in shape and if Luka can find ways um, uh, to work with another star player, can they get him another star and can they find ways for him to really, really gel with another uh, all-star, maybe even all-NBA caliber player? Um, we'll have to wait and see. I, I think uh, I think the Dallas is poised to make a big move this offseason uh, in, in trying to find that Robin for Luka's Batman. And... Um, I think the Jazz will take care of the Mavericks. So, in a recap, I'm putting my neck out there. We could check how I'm doing on, uh, in, in a couple weeks from now because, remember, next week I will not be here. There will be a show, uh, but it won't be live. It's going to be my NFL draft preview. It's a show all draft. I've been recording it over the past couple days. I can't wait for you guys to hear this show. It's going to be so much fun. All this draft coverage. I'll be on vacation and uh, it's going to be terrific, terrific. So two weeks from now, we'll see how right and how wrong I was on my predictions. In the Eastern Conference, I'm taking the upset, the five-seed Raptors over the 76ers. I'll take the Bucks over the Bulls, Celtics over Brooklyn, Heat over Hawks. And then in the West, Phoenix over New Orleans, Memphis over the Timberwolves, the Warriors over the Nuggets, and the Jazz over the Mavericks. There you go. And you know I'm on Milwaukee to win it all. I'm high on Milwaukee to win it all. All right, that is Hesman headline number one and number two. When we come back, we got an NFL quarterback who you know I've had problems with in the past who is really killing himself. And, and, and I mean, this is PR 101 type stuff. We need to help him out. I owe it to him to give him some help. We'll come back uh, and we'll we'll talk about that. We're live in local on America's News Talk 1070 KTMO on the KTMO app. It's on the mark. Take us anywhere. Hometown News Talk 1070 KHMO and the free KHMO mobile app for your smartphone. Hi, I'm news correspondent Bob Woodruff. In 2006, a roadside bomb struck the armored vehicle I was riding in while reporting from Iraq. I sustained a life-threatening traumatic brain injury. The military term, got your six, means I have your back. And that day, our service members had mine. During my recovery, I learned firsthand the challenges facing our service members who return home with injuries. While serving, their fellow service members always had their six. Now that they're home, it is our turn. We started the Bob Woodruff Foundation to make sure that the camaraderie and support they relied on in the military carries on. And we need you. Please join us as part of the Got Your Six initiative and help us be there for impacted veteran service members and their families. They've had our backs. It's time we have theirs. Learn more at gotyoursix.org. That's gotyoursix.org. Using the number six. Your weatherology forecast from the News Talk 1070 KHMO Weather Center. Daytime highs approaching 54 today. Under mainly clear skies, northwest winds, 8 to 15 miles per hour. Lows level off around 35 tonight. Cloudy. Scattered rain showers likely tomorrow. High of 48. Right now, 41. 
Welcome on back to On the Mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. Brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area. They are hiring as well, um, and they are getting in a bunch of new Hondas and Hyundais. I was just talking with Jason Buxman, the, the regional uh, sales uh, director out there. He was telling me, he's like, Mark, the new cars we're getting in now, it's it's incredible what they have compared to what anyone else in the area is getting in as far as new vehicles go. If you're looking to get into a new vehicle, you've been waiting and waiting and waiting for new vehicles again, lot 2022s, they got them. Check them on out, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy, Faith Family Giving Back. That's Cunis Honda Hyundai. All right, we got to switch our attention now to my guy, Baker Mayfield. Now, you know from the beginning of Baker's career, I've been doing this show, we're on episode 131, and I've said from the beginning, I'm not a Baker Mayfield guy. I was certainly not a Baker Mayfield guy being the number one overall pick. I, I mean, it, it just, you you don't take a guy undersized um, and that unathletic number one at the quarterback position. You know, you can, you can take Jared Goff, number one, being unathletic because he's got the size, he had the arm talent. And uh, all those other measurables. But Baker Mayfield with his attitude, uh, with the undersized, the uh, the lack of athleticism, was never someone that I was going to take number one overall. Or honestly, and I said I wouldn't draft him in the first round. But the Browns are moving on from him. Uh, we, we, we don't have to rehash all of that with Deshaun Watson. But Baker Mayfield's stuck in this limbo. And unlike Mitchell Trubisky who, when his career fizzled out after being the first quarterback taken in his draft and his first team didn't work out, he got a job like that and got paid well to be a backup because the league knew from interaction with him, from uh, from meeting with him, he's a really good locker room dude. He's got uh, athleticism, and, and he's a guy that could come in and with no pressure – just be a backup quarterback and, and start that transition period of his NFL career. Mitchell Trubisky will have a long NFL career. We'll be talking about Mitchell Trubisky, I think, the way we talk about Chase Daniel. Now, he'll have way better numbers and stats because he had a lot longer period. Chase Daniel never had the starting. But I think Mitchell Trubisky could be a guy in his mid-30s still backing up quarterbacks and getting spot starts, like a Colt McCoy even. Because I think he's that good of a locker room dude. He'll always have enough talent to be able to start, uh, to come in and spot start and fill in and to coach a young quarterback. And he's been through the whole drafted high, all the pressure in the world with a big market. And so anytime a team is going to be getting a new young quarterback, Trubisky has now made himself an asset. Baker Mayfield, on the other hand, is just creating toxicness around him. And I don't think teams want to touch him. I don't think they want to touch him with a 10-foot pole. Honestly, I'll go Grinch on him. And here's his latest quote, and I, I think this speaks volumes about Baker Mayfield. So Baker Mayfield, a guy, remind you, who is looking for a team to trade for him, to give things up, to bring him in, and his goal is to then start for them and be the face of their franchise, says stuff like this. This was on the Never You Know podcast. Well, that's great. I would love to show up to somebody's cubicle and just boo the blank out of them. 
Watch them crumble. I mean, come on. What are we doing here, Baker? Baker, what are we doing here? I mean, that is red flag 101. Red flag 101. Of all of the things that you could say, the last thing you should be saying is stuff like this. Baker Mayfield, someone needs to get in his ear and tell him first and foremost, just shut up. Just be quiet. Let your agent handle this. Find me a job. Just find me a job. Be quiet. I I understand you're frustrated. You don't like the way things went with Cleveland. You have every right to be mad at Cleveland for feeling like they said one thing to you and they did another. Well, that's life, first and foremost. People say things, they do other things, especially in sports. Especially in sports. But this is the point in time where you go internal. You keep everything close and tight. And you're thankful and you and you and you're just hoping and and praying that some team goes through the draft here in a, in a week and doesn't get what they want and they say all right we need to bring in a Baker Mayfield and to come compete for our starting job but right now where is he going to go there's nowhere in the AFC East for Baker Mayfield to go there is nowhere in the AFC North for Baker Mayfield to go there is Nowhere in the AFC South for Baker Mayfield to go unless the Texans have been lying about their commitment to Davis Mills. But I don't think they have been lying. I think Davis Mills is cheap. And he played pretty well down the end of the stretch. There's nowhere for Baker Mayfield to go in the AFC West. Talk about Derek Carr here to wrap up the show. Uh, There is nowhere for Baker Mayfield to go in the NFC North. There's nowhere for Baker Mayfield to go in the NFC West except for Seattle. But if you're Seattle, you're paying uh, Drew Locke nothing. You got him in for a trade. And if I'm Seattle, I'm looking for the next Russell Wilson in the third, second, third, fourth round. Can I get Matt Corral in the second round if I'm Seattle? You got a bunch of picks. Can you go find a way to get yourself a Matt Corral in the second round? Like I, I just don't, I just don't get it. You know, Baker, you really think that uh, Carolina Panthers fans are going to be excited that you say stuff like that and then, you know, the team maybe makes a trade for you? I mean, where's he going to go? What's he going to do? I don't know. And and this is the type of stuff it just should go to show you. Now, I know 99% of the people listening to me right now are not guys who are going to be quarterback prospects in the NFL, in the NFL draft. But it is a, a lesson you can learn in life as well. When things don't go your way, and obviously Baker Mayfield had a, had a role to play in things not going his way and going well in his first job in Cleveland, you got to be able to look in the mirror and humble, humble yourself a bit. you got to be able to do it. And the whole, oh, I, you know, people boo me and, uh, and the fans. Listen, fan is short for fanatic. Colin Coward says it all the time, and it's a great line, and it's so true. We as fans, that's our job, to be stupid and say stupid things. We're fans. We're passionate. Now, fans, you shouldn't cross the line with racist slurs. You shouldn't cross the line with throwing things or getting physical. No, I mean, that's all inappropriate. But, you know, Russell Westbrook talking about, oh, call me Westbrook. It's starting to weigh. It's like oh, my legacy. It's like, oh, come on. Grow up. You're you're not. You're, you're again, you're showing me. You're not someone I want to invest in to be the franchise. And, and and Baker Mayfield's doing the same thing. 
You don't think you're going to get criticized the next place you go, Baker? And you would love, you would just love, you're such a big man, big tough man, you'd love to go into a cubicle and see some poor schmuck in Cleveland who makes $45,000 a year trying to pay his mortgage, working some sort of insurance job, and you'd love to boo the bleep out of him and watch him crumble. Grow up. Grow up. Baker Mayfield, you've made millions of dollars. You put it on yourself with all the commercials you've done. You have no room to talk about going to the cubicle guy and booing the bleep out of him. Uh, it's just so childish. And and I think this is the end of Baker Mayfield. I really do. Where is he going to go? Uh, I don't I do not believe we will see Baker Mayfield start more than 16 games over the next 3 years. I I'll, I'll put the line at that. I firmly believe Baker Mayfield will not start more than 16 games over the next three NFL years. And I think by the end of that three years, there's no job for Baker Mayfield in the NFL. There's just not. You know who's going to have a job? Mitchell Trubisky. He'll have a job three years from now, 100%. Absolutely. Two completely different mentalities in the way they approach life and then the way they approach public life and the way they approach the locker room. And there's a huge, huge, huge story to tell from both. You're listening on the Mark News Talk 1070 KHMO, the KHMO app. When we come back, quickly, Derek Carr thoughts, and then we'll uh, talk some of the NBA teams that didn't make the playoffs. It's on the Mark News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. She was screaming and crying. I've never seen her like that in my life. You've always been. So we ended up calling the doctor, and he said, this isn't just an ear infection. You always had it in you. This is our daughter. We didn't know how to help her. To fight monsters and win. Every day, thousands of kids like Gwen enter a Children's Miracle Network hospital. And for many of them, they're fighting for their lives. Children's hospitals are underfunded, which is why these hospitals rely on community support. 100% of contributions made at HelpKidsToday.org go to your local member children's hospital so they can spend it on their most urgent needs. It's life-changing for a kid like Gwen. We can't change their diagnosis, but together we're changing their future. For ways to help, visit us at HelpKidsToday.org. HelpKidsToday.org. Hometown News Talk 1070 KHMO. Welcome on back to On the Mark here News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. Brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai. You got to ask them about that lifetime complimentary powertrain warranty on new and used vehicles. 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. Faith family giving back. That's Cunis Honda Hyundai. Tell them Mark sent you. Last six minutes of the show here. Quickly, Derek Carr. I didn't spend more time on the Derek Carr deal because I think it's kind of mute. They paid a little bit more for Derek Carr than I would have liked. Let's be honest. I don't love paying Derek Carr, who I would argue is the seventh or eighth best quarterback in his own conference, $40 million a year. But, and there's a big but to this, Derek Carr has brought a bunch of stability to that organization. He has led them to the playoffs twice. And you don't have a better option than Derek Carr. You just don't. Unless you were going out and aggressively trading for someone like Denver did. And, you know, who are they going to go get in that way? I think Derek Carr uh, is the best 
last place quarterback in his division, maybe in NFL history. Derek Carr is a top 12 quarterback in the NFL. Now, he's closer to 12, but he's a top 12 quarterback. I don't love paying him 40. I would have loved it at 30, 35, because especially as the cap grows, it gives you even more space. But Derek Carr has earned that little bit of extra I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna bang on the Raiders for that. And the Raiders will be competitive over the next three years. I think the Raiders will stay competitive and afloat over the next three years during this deal with Derek Carr. And uh, it's also telling you that Joshua Daniels, new head coach, was not taking any risks. No, no, no. I ain't trying the Tim Tebow thing again. I got a quarterback. Let's keep this guy in house and uh, and and let's move on from there. So good for Derek Carr. All right. Um, finally. Couple, I, mean, I want to talk about some of the NBA teams that didn't make the playoffs. Obviously, Cleveland's got a really bright future, and I think I think Charlotte, the Hornets, have a really bright future in the Eastern Conference. Those are two teams. Cleveland, if they could just get healthy and keep Jared Allen around, I think they probably would have made the playoffs. And I think you know, getting back their other guard um, is it Sexton who was injured. Like they will be, they will be a, a, a playoff team in the Eastern Conference next year. Um, Charlotte needs to add. One more piece, a wing that can can really score, a real compliment to LaMelo. Uh, the Knicks are a disaster. I don't know what the Knicks do. Uh, Washington, uh, Bradley Beal was just not healthy enough all year long, and, and they need to keep adding pieces around him. Indiana, is, I think, needs to go full rebuild mode. And Orlando and Detroit showed a lot of promise. They will be on the rise. They have young cores, I think, are really developing, uh, and uh, especially Detroit. In the West... Uh, listen, the Clippers are a fascinating team. They are a team that missed the playoffs this year that could be in the Western Conference Finals next year. But I do think it's the final year of we need to see something from Kawhi and Paul George. Uh, they are they are in a built-to-win-now window. If they were smart, they would dump some of the older guys. Get, get rid of Nicholas Batum. Go out and get some more young players that can really complement those guys. Like, go get yourself a Kyle Kuzma type of player to plug and play with Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. Young, athletic guys are dominating the league right now. Go get some more of those to pair with your veteran wings who are very, very good players. Um, and then uh, San Antonio, they need to find a star. They need to find themselves a a, a big man, a power forward, or a, or, a, a, or a wing guy who's a star. I don't know where they're going to get that and where they'll find it, uh, but they need a star player. The Lakers need to do exactly what the Clippers do. If you keep Anthony Davis and LeBron, fine. But you need to go out and just surround them with a bunch of guys in their early 20s who are athletic guys who are willing to play hard and big minutes and 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 can shoot. They just need a bunch more. They get way younger, way more athletic. And I would trade Anthony Davis if I was L.A. I would trade Anthony Davis uh, to try and go get... Uh, I don't know who. And Russell Westbrook's got to go as well. Uh, Sacramento, it's tough. I mean, I love De'Aaron Fox. I really do. But uh, well, what, is, what is Sacramento doing? Again, fourth year with De'Aaron Fox and, and nothing to show for it. Uh, Portland, obviously, can they rebuild now around Dame and, and, and find players to go with Dame? Oklahoma City and Houston are in a very similar spot to Detroit and Orlando. I like some of the young core. You know, especially Green out in in Houston. Um, but where is uh, where is those next pieces going? Do they just stay young, keep drafting, or are they going to get more aggressive to try and go get a star player? Uh, all very interesting. Last point on the Lakers. I, you know, Westbrook has to go. 
if you're going to trade Anthony Davis, if you're the Lakers, try to maybe go and look and find someone who's willing to do a you know a, a player where listen we're we're we not we're not sold in this play. Like the Bulls would be an interesting you know if the, if, if the Bulls can go get Anthony Davis for a Vooch and a Kobe White, I think the Lakers need something like that. They need to go get some youth, but also some someone who can help them win now. Um, maybe that is a Gobert as well. Like, can they make that deal with Utah? Find a way, like, hey, you know, find one of those teams that's around that four to eighth range in their own playoffs, and like, hey, you, do you want a star to help you maybe get over the hump? We'll take some of those role players, young pieces you have for that. And and, and LeBron's just got to play big next year. Man, he's just got to try to, to win with a younger core. All right, again, no show next week live. Tune in, 905 Sharp. There will be a show, draft show. It's going to be great. But if you're joining the Facebook Live, it's got, you're not going to get it because I'll be in uh, Florida. But tune on in to the app and to the Terrestrial Radio for the draft special next week. I've been working on it. You don't want to miss it. It's going to be a great show. I'll see everyone live in two weeks from now. Thanks so much for tuning on in.